This podcast is brought to you by The Empowerment Project. Research proves that empowerment self-defense training makes you safer, period. I want you to have a great self-defense toolkit so you can create strong boundaries, speak with confidence, and take up all the space that you deserve in the world. We'll hear stories from survivors and find out what worked for them and why. We'll interview leaders in the field and talk about tips, concepts, and really easy things that you could do to make yourself safer and interrupt the cycle of violence. I've taught self-defense classes for over 30 years, and I promise to teach you everything I know. Ultimately, I'm going to want you to get some in-person training, but a great empowerment self-defense class is more than just the physical skills. The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Hello, listeners. Yay! I'm so glad you're here. I have another self-defense success story that I wanted to share with you. Um, I've been wanting to share it with you, and I have time today, so I'm going to share it with you. I tell this story when I'm talking about assessment in my classes. And just to get us all on the same page about what I'm talking about, in the process, the self-defense process that starts when our body first tells us something's wrong, right? Our body has signals that tell us something's wrong. And if you haven't yet, go back and listen to that episode towards the beginning, like it's within the first probably 10 episodes of the Empowerment Podcast by Naga. So go back and find it and listen to that. Um, But our body tells us something's wrong, pay attention. And what happens next is that we start to assess the situation we start looking at how could we get out of here? Who else is around? Is there anyone I could get to hear me if I yell loud enough? Is there a place of business that's open that I could run into? How far am I from a public space? Um, What weapons of opportunity do I have? Weapons of opportunity being things that are around us in our environment, like our water bottle or a hot cup of coffee or sand we could throw in someone's face, things like that. Um, What else could I use? Could I use this car to put it between me and the person I'm feeling like is a threat? What? So that assessment process is all of the things in my environment that are potential opportunities for me to be able to help me to get to my ultimate goal, which is to get away. So it's a process that we all have. It happens unconsciously. It can take two seconds. It can take two minutes. It can take whatever length of time it needs to take, but it happens automatically. There are things we can do to Um, to train our brains to think this way. For example, when my kids were younger, I used to play a game where I'd say, okay, say this is happening. Like we're here at the playground. Say this happens. What are all the things that you need to know before you decide what you're going to do? 
when I teach self-defense classes, I talk about assessment pretty much just like we talked about it now. I separate people into small groups, and then I start feeding them scenarios. Okay, you're, it's late at night, you decided to go out for a walk, you hear footsteps behind you. And then the practice becomes not what you will do, but all the things you need to know before you decide what to do, including how do I feel? Am I up for a fight? What shoes am I wearing? What do I have in my arms? Are my kids with me? How far away is my car? All of these situational things that we wanna take note of as we make our decision about what's, what's, what we feel is the best next move. Okay, so it's all the things that happen in our brain. That's what we call assessment. So this is a story that I tell when I'm describing that sometimes. And then this is also a story that I often tell when people want to know, what do I do if I'm out for a walk or a run and I'm all by myself in an isolated location? What are, like, what do I do? So this story is kind of amazing and I really want to tell it to you. So without further ado, here's the story. So there was a woman who was out for a run here in Portland along a wooded path. We have a huge network of forested park in our beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, and she was out one day on a run on a path and there were not very many people out that day. And so she was minding her own business, having a really great run when she saw someone coming towards her. And she made note of that, but she kept running. And as he came closer to her, he asked her, what time is it? And she told him and kept running. And just as she passed him, what she realized was that he actually had a watch on. And so she was just starting to think, like, why would he ask me what time it is when he's got a watch on? And boom, she started feeling funny. And boom, before she had a chance to think any further, she was grabbed from behind. So she immediately began to fight and yell and make all sorts of a scene and he starts to pull her off the path. So she notices that he's trying to pull her off the path and she thinks to herself, I ran by people about a mile back. They'll see me, they'll hear me eventually if I keep yelling and I can't let him take me too far off the path. I've got to stop him from taking me off the path and I've got to keep yelling because ultimately maybe they'll hear me. So he's dragging her and she's thinking this, like I can't let him take me any further. And they pass by a very small little tree, like a sapling. She grabs it and she wraps her body around it and just holds on for dear life. And he's trying to drag her and pull her and get her away from the tree. And she's holding tighter and yelling and um, and then she thinks, I can't just wait here because he's really strong. I need to do something. So she started kicking 
And so she kicks and she holds on with one leg and one arm and kicks him with one of her feet and hits him with her other arm and then grabs back and uses the other one. And she's just kicking and hitting. And she manages to kick him really hard on his shin. So let's stop here, take a deep breath. This is a, you know, a very intense kind of fighting physical story. Um, And just to let you know, it is a success story. I do tell this as a success story. Okay, Um, what I, before I go back to telling you how this great story ends up, watch the way her brain is working. This is assessment because each new thing that happens, each new way that the assailant is trying to manipulate the situation or manipulate her body or, you know, take control of the situation, each, each moment, each new limitation brings her a new assessment, which leads her to a new opportunity or a new strategy or something that she can try next, something that might work, and always with the ultimate goal in mind of getting away. And the whole time, she doesn't stop yelling and kicking and striking with everything she's got. So her brain is working, she's yelling, which means she's breathing. Remember, we talk about that that how important it is for us to yell, to get us out of freeze mode, to get us into breathing mode, to empower all of our muscles, our body, our responses. So she's yelling, she's breathing, she's kicking, she's striking, she's thinking, she's um, strategizing, all of it. Okay, so we left off with our heroine kicking the attacker really hard on his shin. So much so, actually, that he let go of her just for a split second. But in that split second, she was ready to run. So she did. She ran away from him and away from that tree and towards the path. He runs after her and he grabs her. But this time he grabs her by the only thing he can get hold of, which is her jacket. So meanwhile, her brain is still going 100 miles an hour. She's running. He's grabbing. She's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I need to get to the path. She unzips her jacket. She slips out of it. He's left holding her jacket and she runs. She runs faster than she's ever run in her life back towards the people that she realized she ran by just a little while earlier. So I don't know if I remember to tell you this at the beginning of this story, but as she ran, she had noticed some people, a couple people who were walking, and she ran by them, and they were about a mile back. So she's thinking she just needs to get to them. She needs to get to the path. She needs to get to those people. So she did. She ran to the people that she had passed about a mile before. And she got to them. She told them what happened. She lets them help her get to safety. She gets help for herself. She does all the things she needs to do once she's free and safe. 
And that is the story. And that is a huge story. So take a deep breath. And here's the, here's the thing I want you to know about this story. The first, she has the element of surprise. She has the element of surprise because when assailants pick someone that they're going to attack, they assume a vulnerability. They assume that they're going to get away with it. They make an assumption that this is a good person to pick because they would never get me in trouble because assailants do not want to get in trouble. So they make sure to pick someone who looks vulnerable. So there, this guy was thinking, here's someone who's running alone. You know, she's petite or whatever, and she's a good target for me. So he picks her, and what he gets is not what he expected. He got someone who's flailing and yelling and kicking and screaming and grabbing onto trees and hitting him as hard as she can and thoughtfully, like very quickly zipping, unzipping from her jacket and running and yelling and all of those things. And he was surprised. So that's the first thing I want you to think about. We all have that opportunity, the element of surprise. The thing that we need to do is just know that we've got that and to be able to breathe through the freezing, through the shock of being picked, through all of those feelings to keep breathing. And again, no victim blaming. If you've ever been in a situation like this and you didn't have this response, you are still doing the best that you can. We all are. We all are deep breath. All right. So there's the element of surprise, which we can take advantage of. And then there's the second thing that I want you to know is that she gave it 110%. She turned in, she turned into just a wild animal. She was going to do whatever it took to not get dragged off that path. She was going to do whatever it took to get back the path to get to safety, to get back to those people that she'd seen with, and she did not want anything standing in her way. She was determined, 110% determined. And these two things, the element of surprise and the determination and the, the will, the fighting 110%, those are mental skills. Those are things we can work on these strategies, these skills, these abilities that we have, we have those regardless of whether we are martial artists, have never taken a martial arts class in our life, have never taken a self-defense class in our life, have not got the first idea of what to hit or kick with, don't know any technique. I'm telling you, the technique is an added bonus, but this ability, this will to survive, this wild animal, this fighting 110%, this not giving up, this is your self-defense and you already have this. You have this, you have this. And so it becomes a matter of believing that you have it, figuring it out, finding it, finding your power, being empowered and if you can get to a self-defense class, 
specifically, an empowerment self-defense class, where you get to practice some of the physical strategies, you will find how empowered you already are. So that's why I always say it's so much more than the physical skills, right? It's that determination, that 110%, but it's also knowing that you have that and believing in yourself and the confidence. So that's my story. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I love this story. I think it's so scrappy and crafty and um, it's just such a great example of this thing that our mind does, which is to always be looking for the next opportunity. So yay. Yay for this person. Um, Yay for you for listening. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, safe, fantastic day. Love you. Bye. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, but it's very cool. And this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say this out loud, if you can repeat after me, do it because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where it's embarrassing, don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay. So I'm going to say something and you're going to repeat it after me. I'm going to give you space to do that. And at the end, we're going to say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! And hey, as a wrap-up, will you do me a favor? Will you do all the things that you do when there's a podcast? Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week, communicate with me, review this podcast? Like, all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.